Hi, I'm Josh. Welcome back to the uh, Brunch Boys podcast. This week, I'm joined by Justin. How are you going, mate? Yeah, good. Good to be here. Good to talking to you. Yeah, a bit of a different setup tonight. We've just watched the footy, <laughs> sunk a few cans and had a yarn outside. Yeah, no, so, it's been good to catch up. Yeah, this might be a bit loose, but let's fire into it. <laughs> <laughs> so with all my guests, I tend to start with a bit of a game. You down for that? Yeah, no, let's do it. Yeah, I'm okay. just going to say a word and I want you to say the first word that pops mm, into your head. Here we go, this will be exciting. Yeah, don't, don't overthink it, but also try. I'll try, I'll try to keep it to at least a second or two. Let's yeah, try all right, first word. Coronavirus. Unprecedented. <laughs> <laughs> Footy. Tigers. Work. Is good at the moment. Good. Weekends. Lit. Josh. Bloke. <laughs> That all you, that all. <laughs> First thing that comes to my head. Oh god, music, metal, photography, love it. Gym. Okay. Okay. Well, that's actually our topic of the day. <laughs> Let's talk about your relationship with the gym. Okay. Oh, what do you want to know? Like, it's been pretty extensive. I think it's been about ten years now. So, tell me a bit about yourself. Who are you? Who oh, is Justin? Who am I? Bit of a strange cat, I suppose. Have my fingers in a lot of pie, I guess, in terms of interests, but no, you just don't really think about it too much. Just pull one foot in front of the other and um, hope for the best. All right, let's talk about how we met. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good fun. That was good fun. That's so, nice. me and Justin studied OT together at uni. Mm. For the record, you're a year older than me. Yeah, not too much though. I was a late 94 baby, so... Yeah, but you're very much more mature than me, that's for sure. Oh, that's, uh, that's a... So you had a gappy, you went into uni, mm. we met on the first day of OT. Yeah, no, that was good. I think we um, we had an OT class together, and I think our first assignment... Well, to, to, let's, let's start off fresh, to be honest. I was a cohort of about 240 people, and it was about 10 guys in the thing, so we kind of gravitated towards each other, just yeah. naturally. There mm. were four of us blokes in that class. Yeah, there was two, wasn't there? Yeah, good old Ryan. We all sat together that first day. <laughs> <laughs> One was this, like, yeah. what, 200 kilo mature age student? No, it was funny, eh? He provided the laughs. And I think our first assignment was talking about some um, occupation. It was a buzzword in the... Uh, well, in the, uh, I remember sitting that first day, me, you, the third bloke, I think his name was Reed. Yes. And yep. Ryan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All three of us wanted to do physio. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, painful to admit, yeah, but that's so true, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I think Reed dropped out quite quickly. He did. He did pursue physio for a Old little bit. Old mate Ryan was the only one that wanted to do OT. Yeah, that's so true. Well, I didn't know what OT was, so I just put my name mate, down for it. I have <laughs> <laughs> always thought you needed to describe it in context, but yeah, no, very true. So I think um, we had an assignment talking about occupation and... We sort of gravitated, myself, you and Reid were kind of big footy fanatics at the time, <laughs> tragic, some would Classic describe Classic male oh, university. I know, actually though, very That's stereotype, so isn't it? And uh, we talked about it and um, that was our assignment. And, and we, we dragged of... Ryan into it and he had knew nothing about <laughs> it, like the most unfit, non-sporty no, person. But the funniest thing was when we were doing our assignment and um, I still remember that time where... We brought scarves in because we were talking about AFL footy, like as you do when you're a tertiary um, education student. 
and uh, we had the scars around your neck as you do, and he tied it around his head like a uh, <laughs> like a turban, like a, yeah, like, <laughs> like a ninja. <laughs> he like, had a big head though. Yeah, he did so. Like stretched. we could only really wrap that scarf around like one lap around his head. <laughs> no, that was funny. He stretched it. I don't know where that scarf's been ever since. Probably threw it out. To be oh, honest. the fibers definitely would have stretched yeah. out there. Yeah, and I remember too. We had to get the uh, the talent release form signed. And um, we, we about this? <laughs> 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 oh, sorry, we've got the degree now. They can't take it off. They us. can't do it. Yeah, no. And we, um, yeah, we 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 did a bit of practice in the library, <laughs> and we come up with something we were happy with. I think I still got that note. So, yeah. To be honest, back page, back page of the note. So as part of the assignment, we had to interview mm. someone and like understand why it was footy is a meaningful occupation. Mm. So we fully like that pretended to interview someone yeah and yeah. then it got to like submission point and like shit we need to get we need to get a signature a talent release form <laughs> <laughs> like, who's got the best handwriting here <laughs> definitely wasn't definitely wasn't me let me tell you no way well, I, think, I remember we were sitting there big a4 piece of paper just, and was it darren or something oh i don't know we just, we came, just practicing came up with a name came up with a name and we're just like yeah started writing it in running writing first yeah <laughs> and then the funny thing about this is that at the end of it we got a pretty good rap. I think we got a laugh out of the um, out of the class because it was so poorly put together, and um, it was on display in the was school it? of OT and social work. <laughs> for oh, you, mate, they take care of us, blokes. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we need to invest in these guys. That was, uh, that was hilarious. We ticked that diversity <laughs> box. <laughs> No, that was good fun. So the other two dropped out and it was just us two left. Just us two left. Yeah, we, we soldiered on. Um, you powered on before me though. Well, we all run at our own pace. That's exactly it. We crossed the same finish line, just at different paces. <laughs> and I was never much of a runner. So um, yeah, stay true, mate. Stay true to so the So what pace. happened? You, you failed a couple of units. Oh, I, no, I failed um, no, one unit. No, you dropped out before you failed. Yeah, you, I was you're clever. smart. Yeah, I was yeah, onto yeah. it. I was onto it. I knew what I was doing. But at the same token, I think that sort of served me right because I was a bit more mature by the time I hit prac and um, yeah, it was good. Oh, and you're fucking killing it right now. No, I'm on a good wicket, mate, yeah. A senior OT in one of the biggest hospitals in WA. Oh, yeah, yep. No, it's uh, it's very, very privileged position to be in. So just, yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Enjoying it. Well, look at that. Who would have thought when Who we first thought? met the yeah. drop kicks that went through you, <laughs> <laughs> Like a, uh, I don't know, what do you call it? A, um, well, the ugly duckling, I guess you can sort of describe it as. The incompetent bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, without your help, I probably wouldn't have got there. So. Oh, mate. So, yeah, I remember meeting you the first time and you're like, mm. <laughs> I haven't told you this. Like, first first impression of you, I was like, fuck, this guy's a gym junkie. <laughs> like, he's going to be up himself. Like, yeah, I, no. He used to come to uni with those low cut. Did Tank I? Tank tops. Oh, that's disgusting. Nipples hanging out the edge. No, surely not. <laughs> oh, mate, you know it. <laughs> that was a long time ago. So that that's when your obsession with the gym started, mm. hey? Around? Oh, oh no, nah, it would have been before that. would have been prior to that, I think. Um, I was pretty excited about the gym, probably at the back end of year 11. I think I started getting a taste for it. Um, so what were you like as a kid? Oh. Fit? Nah, no, no way. No, 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 no. So... Definitely um, on the on the heavier end of the spectrum. I was never really that good at sports or anything like that. So it was pretty much like picked. You know, you wouldn't have picked me first in your in your teams at school. That's for sure. 
but now it just used to be a bit of a try sport, mate. Give it a go and yeah, hope for the best. Yeah. So you were skinny? Nah, I was always a bit of on the chub side, mate. I liked chub, my chub. food. I was well fed. <laughs> I was well fed. You're a Filipino boy, nah, that's why. That's it, mate. That's it. Halfa. But uh, mind you, I was I was a stick all through high school. Yeah, so it's just different different strokes and different yeah. folks, isn't it? Well, I have, I have the metabolism. Yeah, no, I definitely did not have that. I could sniff a sausage roll and put on five kilos <laughs> back in the day, but I didn't really do myself any favours. I was um, right into video games at the time and didn't used to do much else besides that. So um, what was your first experience of the gym? Yeah, I still remember one of my good friends from primary school. He was um, he was quite scrawny. I was playing footy at the time. I was always a bit, a bit chunky and then I got introduced to football. I always used to be pretty active as a kid. I think I, I played a lot of cricket. I was really into my cricket. Cricket is not an active sport, mate. Ah, uh, no, you can sort of describe <laughs> that as, uh, as such, can't you? So, yeah, no, cricket. I used to play soccer when I was a kid, but I used to play goalkeeper, so... I don't know whether the heart rate got up above, Again, above you're saying you're an active kid, but... <laughs> I'm really not saying Cricket and goalkeeper. I'm really not saying Let me guess the third one was golf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, golf, man. No, sell me short. Uh, but no, so yeah, I played, started picking up football in year 11. And then when that finished up, my friend got introduced to the gym. He said, well, why don't you come down back and eat and where we, um, where we grew up. And um, no, I got onto it. And then, I don't know, I just quite enjoyed it. I think it was just something about sort of knowing that you're improving every time you're going and it sort of got bitten by the bug and then, yeah. yeah, we sort of evolved from that. He was very much into it and I was just a bit of a piggybacker and mm. I was just like, sort of, yeah, but follow his lead. you just said you got bitten by the bug, like I it did, became yeah. quite obsessive. It did, yeah, definitely. That used to be my the most important thing in my life up until probably like a good... I'll probably even say 12 months ago mm. but um so that was a good for like eight or nine years and yeah no, I remember I really at uni it. you were quite obsessive yeah like, I'd get snaps from you at 2am in the morning yeah yeah absolutely whereas now I think about myself doing that now and to know I don't know so if I would if I would follow that path but so let, let's backtrack mm. to that stage of your life like why <laughs> <laughs> oh it's funny it's funny because I think you know bodybuilding is always quite interesting to me and I do have a very, very early recollection when I was probably no older than probably eight or nine and I was in one of the news agents. I was probably looking at some sort of PC gaming mag magazine or something. And RuneScape stuff. Yeah, I used to love RuneScape. Don't get me started on RuneScape. (laughs) (laughs) No, someone came in and they were like interested in one of the bodybuilding magazines. And I think if you ask a normal person about a bodybuilder and they probably think it's pretty gross and that was my sort of perceptions at the time and someone picked up Flex magazine and Flex Magazine really promotes that outlandish yeah. sort of body type. And I thought, oh my goodness, are you serious? Like, what are you doing? And it sticks in my mind pretty well. I don't know. I really don't know. I think it's... And, and people say, like, when you start lifting weights or getting into bodybuilding, the first day you pick up a weight is the day you're forever small. Wow. It's, yeah, it's a pretty sort of outlandish yeah, comment. Yeah. But yeah, no, I can attest to that. So I kind of got into it. And, you know, being younger, always being sort of on the chubby side and whatnot I always never really liked that you know you used to get cop a bit of stick back in school and whatnot for being the chubbier kid and yeah no you can't say you do really you think comments that. like that affected you yeah Internally? it did at, at the time yeah most definitely I mean like when you're kind of going through your um your late childhood or early adolescence you're kind of in that transition stage where you just want to fit in and mm. you know be accepted by peers and, yeah. and that sort of thing and 
definitely being on the bigger side and definitely affects that. I wasn't like you know outlandishly large, but I wasn't very sort of athletic or anything like that. And, yeah. You know, the gym was the first thing that sort of stuck to me, and I was the first thing I was quite good at. And self discipline was always kind of my strength. So, what was your routine say at the peak of your addiction mm, to the gym? Yeah. So I think. Um, you know, science would have it that you, you, you take a bit more rest than what you should. But at the peak of it, I think when I started, you know, obviously didn't have a license at the time. So borrow 10 bucks off mum so I can go casually each day and she would let me do it. And I would um, run five kilometers to the gym. I'd run 5Ks on the treadmill. And then I would do a full body workout, which would take me about an hour and a half, absolutely busting my guts out. Once I was done, I would run 5Ks home oh, and I would do that every single day. Every day? Every single day. Even weekends? Even, like, every single day I could. The gym wasn't open Sundays and it was open sort of half day on the Saturday. But, um, yeah, I used to, used to prioritise That's pretty it. intense. It's a lot to take on board. But even more so, I think, was the dieting sort of side of things. So, you know, when you kind of get into that lifestyle, it's a 24-hour thing. It's not like footy training where you can go... Know, Tuesday and yeah. you train for an hour then you knock off you go again on a Thursday and you're good to go it's more like a um, it's a repetitive thing yeah, it takes up a lot of your resources yeah so that was when you were younger mm. and that was your routine for a good that few years that was my routine for a good two years yeah when I came up to Perth in 2013 to sort of start my studies you know I kept on with it that was kind of like where the, where the machine was gaining momentum so to speak and People refer to diet as what you eat, but your diet is really everything you consume. And now I just really, really sort of bought into a lot of the YouTube sort of personalities. I remember that. You, we, when we first met thing. uni, you used to be like kangaroo meat. Yeah, that used to be <laughs> like, disgusting. Who is this guy? I know, <laughs> I know. You bought into that. You used to find it next to the dog food section. And then for you used a to reason. have, I think, five meals a day. Yeah. And your motto was you got to eat big. You got to eat big. big to get big. And I still do have about probably four or five meals a day. Yeah. Um, but definitely not to the sort of rigorous standard that it used to be. Because, you know, it's... I don't know, when you're younger, you sort of buy into a lot of that hysteria and what, they, um, what the marketing sort of tells you and you kind of just, yeah, follow it and you kind of take that as gospel and, and roll with it in the hopes that you'll uh, look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, which... Um, you got pretty close. A, <laughs> nah, I wouldn't think so. But it's funny, at the time, you know, like when I look back on photos, I think, oh, that's actually not too bad. At the time, you, you kind of you sell so yourself did, short. Did you have a bit of body dysmorphia? Yeah, 100%. 100%. In yeah. what way? In the way that, you know, you'd, you'd sort of you think yourself like you're making good progress in, in doing what you're doing in terms of your training, but it's never that good enough. You can always push harder. You can always eat better. You can always do more um, sort of thing. And, you know, you're never satisfied with what you're doing. You can kind of get anxious a little bit about doing things like missing the gym or having a beer, for instance. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing would sort of eat away, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's quite debilitating at times. What was you know, your benchmark? Or what was the aim? What was the aim? Yeah. That's the thing, mate. Like, you just don't have an aim. You don't have an you aim. You don't have an aim. And that's why I think people that are really serious in the sport, that's why they get so big. Like, they still have the same... Like, I can't really speak to a lot of people, but they probably still have a degree of the same sort of um, struggles. But... Mm. You know, you keep pushing more. There's no, there's no ceiling to it. You just keep going, and when you think you've reached that ceiling, the ceiling gets higher, and you just keep you going, can and going and going and going. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit sort of, it's a bit of a, uh, it's a funny cycle. It's a snowball, mm. yeah, for sure. So I suppose I just got caught up in that at the time. 
and you reckon you're out of it now? Oh, I think I'm more so got a bit more perspective on things. Like, you know, like I'm a bit more, I'm a bit older and I've got different priorities and I've got different focuses now, you know, so. You've established your career quite well. Yeah, no, I'm very sort of focused on, on what I'm doing work-wise and I really enjoy that. And in terms of um, getting my, my self-satisfaction out of one thing, I derive my self-worth from a variety of different things, yeah. whether that be work or my relationships with other people or you know, my other interests and hobbies and that sort of thing. So it's not so pigeonholed. Yeah. Whereas in the sense when I was younger, um, to quote C.T. Fletcher, who was a big personality at the time, which I cringe when I think about this, but he used to refer to himself wanting to be a sidewalk cracking motherfucker. Yeah. And that stuck with me for a while and I thought, yeah, that's so sick. Well, so you're striving that. for that. Well, I boosted myself up. A sidewalk cracking motherfucker. Yeah, I, was doing, I boosted myself up to... 130 kilos in the, in the pursuit of that sort of um, 130 kegs. so when when you were that like what was your weekly routine with the gym at that mm, point when you were oh, absolutely just, just just training daily and how many hours a day oh look it wouldn't be uncommon for me to spend three hours in the gym absolutely <sighs> loving it but that's the thing though when i when i ran out of exercises and, and stuff to do i still felt like i wanted to be there more you know like it's yeah. three hours yeah, and that was nothing. Yeah, it was just smash it. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. Like in the middle of the night or in the morning? It used to have to be. Because like when I was first studying, um, you know, it's like a full-time uni load. Mate, you were barely at fucking uni, so don't give me yeah. that bullshit. <laughs> Struggled a little bit some days. <laughs> Maybe just procrastinating more than anything. Um, I got better though. But um, yeah, you know, like you, you're studying, then you go to work and whatnot. The only really time you have to yourself is 10 o'clock at night or 11 o'clock at night. And so you that's when you have to get it done. Hours. You just got to get it done. Yeah. Oh, three hours at that time of night. But that's the mentality sometimes you got to have and that's the mentality that I had. Do I endorse it? No, not really. But So you, you've bulked up and then cut back yeah. a few times. A couple times. So the, the heaviest you've been was 130? Yeah, 130. And then what do you cut back to? Well, when I was 130, my most recent sort of weight cut was probably like from 130 down to 95 I think is the lightest I got so that's about 35 kilo loss yeah it's a lot of weight that's like, the biggest loser territory <laughs> uh, I don't know man you how, pick did, up. how did you cut down so yeah, intensely yeah because that was over what a year mm, it's probably about 12 months 8, eight or 12 that's months or so. 12 yeah months. it's a lot it's a lot of weight when you pick up a 32 like 35 kilo dumbbell you think wow this has actually got a bit of weight to it yeah, it was a bit different. So, like, I don't know. There's, it's, it's quite, you know, easy these days. You just, it's honestly, it's, it's not too difficult. You just got to discipline yourself. And the same, like, it's not, it wasn't easy to get to 130. Like, a lot of how people. How did you get think, there? How did I get there? Because yeah. oh. we're talking a 130 ripped person, not 130. Yeah, I wasn't really that ripped. Like, I was, I was, I was very. very your, your muscle mass was quite big. It was big, but so was my, my, my fat tissue. And I was fully aware of that and I fully like, loved it because that was a means to an end. It was, it was process driven. It wasn't just you know, doing it for the sake of doing it. It was doing it because I wanted my lifts to get bigger. So you know, everything sort of improved from that sort of sense. And when I decided, you know, like clothes were getting a little bit too tight for me or, you know, I was getting a little bit uncomfortable or I was just unhappy with, you know, waking up being that big. Now, it was just pretty simple, you know, you just kind of control what you eat a little bit more. Like I wasn't eating that sort of... What were you eating point. to get to that weight though? Do you want to know what my breakfast was? 
Oh, this is, oh. This, is this is good. At the peak of it, so I used to have like a cup of oats, which is like massive. Like there's little sachets you get of Uncle Toby's, are probably yeah. like like a third of a cup. So I used to have a cup of oats. In that oats, I would have two scoops of protein, a banana, and a whole bunch of berries. I would have that, and then with that, I would have six eggs. Six eggs. Two pieces of toast. And I would smash that. That was breakfast. Six eggs yeah. on top of that. Just on top what, of that. Just like fried or? I just scrambled up. So I used to just put Six them into a bowl. eggs. Yeah, yeah. I think at the peak of my block, I was eating about 24 eggs a day. Mate, we had a house party the other weekend. Mm. And like, I don't think we <laughs> churned out six eggs yeah. the next day. And I used to be pretty thing. big. Yeah, it used to be pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what you do when you're kind of caught up in it. But So that was your breakfast. What about lunch? Lunch used to, used to be big, so it used to be like a, like a pasta meal, like a whole bunch of kangaroo or beef or something whole like that. A whole bunch of kangaroo? We're <laughs> <laughs> talking one well, or two? Of, like... lack of a better word, but when I really wanted to get big, after the gym, I would like go through Red Rooster or something, eat a half chicken chips. After what, the gym? Mm, and I used to eat that like every single day for you know, probably a year straight. No he had no money. Mm, yeah. Me to shout you. Red after the gym. Mm, yeah, no, it used to be good, but it's process driven, you know. Like, again. So, what was the ideology behind that? Intake? Just caloric intake. Yeah, calories in versus calories out. Um, essentially, what it comes down to. It's not very interesting stuff, you know. You just eat more than you burn, and then yeah, you, you do it, and then you just hope that your performance goes up, and yeah, you just. If you're on a good path, you just keep following it. If that's the path you want to follow, yeah. So let's let's talk about your PBs at the gym then, because oh, it's really not that impressive. It's, it's not really not large. No, so I don't know. At your peak deadlifts, Oh, uh, deadlift is probably like mm, I want to say 240. How many reps? Um, oh, just singles. Yeah, just singles. So you know, you get it up. You have. You're content with that and you put it back down. <laughs> <laughs> you get up, you're like, fuck, seconds. fuck, fuck, put this down. Yeah, I was never much for like one rep maxes, to be honest with you. Like, I never used to go in there and, and smash out. I used to like three rep maxes or five rep maxes, but probably like my one rep max testing. I know deadlifts were probably 240, squat was 230, and bench, bench was right. about, I want to say 170 for one. Yeah, probably a grind though. Like, it's probably not that smooth. So. Yeah. No, quite content with that. Would I ever get there again? Probably not, but that's all good. You can get there, you do it. I just can't believe the amount of weight you lost. Yeah, yeah, no, it was good. It was good at the time, and yeah, I feel a lot better. So, what are you at now? Uh, Probably hovering around 98. 98. Mm, Why is you about 175? Oh, look, I'm probably 5'11 on a good day. Yeah. Oh, we always round it to six foot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it depends, doesn't it? But I've nah. seen your shoes over there. They've got the platform heels. The platform heels, yeah. yeah just that's to push it. You up a few you, inches. Yeah, you do. Yeah, and we got the raised soles. Yeah, yeah. Too, so. <laughs> the raised soles. <laughs> There's a good two or three gotta, inches in you that. Gotta, you got to play what you can, mate. You just got to do what you can to get get the little advantage. Yeah. Oh so, my god. But yeah, no, it's been a been a very bit of an interesting journey. Now so you, you still go to the gym? I do. Yeah. What's your relationship with the gym right now? Oh, it's a bit different, mate, to be honest. Like, since COVID and whatnot started, um, obviously, restrictions set in and we were quite limited in what we could do. So, when the gym sort of closed, I think it's interesting when I think about it. So, if I had thought if this had happened probably 12 months or 18 months ago, I probably wouldn't have been quite anxious and worried about it. Yeah. Because that was still a massive part of my life. But since COVID set in, I kind of 
just brushed it off. You know, you just adapt. There's not a thing you can do about it. It's outside of my circle of. But you control. still had a pretty intense program during ISO. I did, and it was it was intense in a different ways. So I put that intensity that I would channel into my weights. Like when I used to train, still when I train weights, like what most people would pull up, I'll, I'll try to do at least as much as I can. My mentality was if I could say, for instance, if I was training shoulders or arms, if I could still move that body part without any weight, then I I didn't train hard enough. So, and I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of driving my body into oh, the Oh, mate, you, in life it. in general, you do not do things half-cart. No, apart no. Apart from uni. <laughs> <laughs> One part, but that's why you got friends like yourself to help you along the way, don't you? <laughs> You're productive your environment, Josh. Oh, You're productive your environment. So, yeah, what was your ISO gym in oh, Yeah, well, I mean, like, that was quite limited. Like, I hate running, man. So useless at footy because I used to cover so much ground. Rugby wasn't so bad because you kind of stop run, and start. Run, stop, run, stop. Yeah, and you kind of like barrel your way through. But um, with ISO and whatnot, I mean, there wasn't much I could really do. I suppose it came at a decent time because at that time I was cutting weight. So I had, like, when ISO hit, I had to just hit that 95 kilo mark. And I got into that routine over the sort of eight or ten months of, of running and doing a bit of cardio. So I kind of adapted that and I, I think I remember I was like cooking some food one day and I had YouTube playing in the background. Yeah, this CrossFit sort of workout came up and I was like, oh yeah, CrossFit doesn't really need too much. So just Googled a couple of CrossFit workouts and yeah. sort of rolled with it. But that said, in an hour and a half, I'd run down to the Oval, which is probably 1500 meters. It's nothing. And then down at the Footy Oval, I'd like do two laps, which is probably like a K. Then in between each of those laps, I'd do like 50 or 60 each of like burpees, push-ups, squats. 50 burpees? Not in one go. No, I would love to claim that, but no. Wait, so it's 50 in total for the sesh? 50 in total, but you do it once. So you run around and then like for that sort of period, you're doing 50 burpees. So whether or not you split that into five, 10 sets, yeah, um, 10 reps of burpees. Yeah. So five sets of 10 and then you do a run around again. So so 50 burpees, 50 push-ups, 50 squats. 50 squats, 50 sit-ups, 50 leg raises. I think that was about it. 50 crunches. Yeah. And then between each of those things, you'd do two laps and yeah. run back. So it's not too bad. Well. Yeah. It's, it used to, it used to it's like... It's a It used to kill me. Yeah, it used to be good. But now I'm a creature of habit, so I did that every single day. I don't really like to deviate too much from every it. Every so. day. Every single day. So that kept me on board. But um, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a vastly different sort of scenario than what I'm used to. But yeah, I don't know. Like when the gym came back, I wasn't really sort of digging it as much as I thought. Because we I would. caught up in ISO and we talked about this and mm. you were pining for gym to be back. Was I? Yeah. Mm, interesting. I don't know. I think it's like when you get back into it, like I would have thought it would have sort of rejuvenated. And I think we spoke briefly before about wanting to sort of change your gym and environment and that sort of thing. And mm. I just don't know, mate. Like I'm, I'm into different things than I was 12 months You're ago. You're a changed man now. Bit different mate yeah i like to do it because i like to keep fit and and test myself out but it's um yeah different priorities as you get older i think it's just mm. about sort of adapting what about like the whole crossfit phase i did enjoy it like i like the idea of um again grinding your body into the dirt but in different ways because mm. so, for me like i've never been really much into the gym mm. but during iso because it was one of the few things that we could do to socialize with other people I did a lot of like yeah. one-on-one sessions with friends because I've all the equipment and so I was doing a lot of CrossFit workouts. So a high intensity sort of work. Mm. Yeah, to get the heart rate up. 
I think that's good. Like, I honestly think it's 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 nice because you don't pigeonhole yourself into one sort of domain. And I think you know, CrossFit's good in that sense where you challenge yourself aerobically, anaerobically, and in that sort of realm, it really challenges your mental mm. um, toughness. You know, in, and it's in a good social areas. thing as well. It is exactly, and I think during COVID, we were all yearning for a bit of social contact. Oh, absolutely. So I think um, you know, fitness, if you could use it as that sort of avenue by all means have at it have mm. fun get in contact with people because for your routine at the gym yeah it's quite rigorous like it's pretty you don't do standard. it with other people nah no. I'm very much lone wolf yeah it's I used to try you, you in that mirror <laughs> I've never been to your gym but I know the interior of that gym well from all the yeah. pictures you send me no surely not <laughs> be that bad no way <laughs> I'm not like that though. Like to be honest, I've never done it for clout or anything like that. I've just done it for myself. Mm. Like if you have a look at my socials or whatnot, you you won't find a post of the of the gym on any of my Instagram or Facebook feeds or yeah. anything like that. I suppose that's. Yeah. But I think that goes to show how much of it was a mental thing for you. It was. And that dysmorphia. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't for for praise or anything. And you know, now I might do a little bit because like I've been doing it for so long and. So I'll get to that stage, like, you know, if it's interesting to me, I'll post it. If you don't like yeah. it, then, you know, you don't have to look at it. But um, at the height of everything and whatnot, no, I never used to do it for clout. just used to do it for fun. And I mm. um, used to roll with it. did it for myself. Didn't have to do it for anyone else. Yeah. So I was in there for me. What do you reckon broke this mindset? Oh, I don't know. Well, I still am. Like, don't don't get me wrong, mate. Like, I'm still, I'm still, still in there, sort of, you know, doing my thing. But... Don't know, probably just different priorities, mate. You get older, things take your time, and you know, like I said, I really enjoy my job and you know, getting into that. So you just find different things to sort of light your fire. Whereas before that, you used to light my fire, and just mm. isn't the sort of way for me anymore. You yeah. Know? But you know, that said, I'll still always train until I'm a bit old and frail and my shoulders <laughs> give out and I need a hip replacement. But I, I, I think you raise a good point there. It's because your life has moved forward and mm. you've had other things to focus about. Yeah, like definitely. Body dysmorphia. People really struggle with it. People struggle. And I know with for it. you, you had a big mental battle during the uni years. Yeah, definitely. But I think that's like with any sort of like, um, everyone has their vices. And when you think about it, like this really isn't that bad of a vice to to fight. Uh, to be honest with you, I like you live in. Although people perceive it as a healthy lifestyle, it's not. It's it's definitely anything but. But uh, to be honest with you, like a. I've dealt with sort of things before, like when I was younger, like we talked about earlier, about sort of gaming addiction and whatnot, and yeah. that was really my thing, you know, yeah. like really into that. And like you mentioned before, I'm really like an all-in or nothing sort of a person, but... Would you um, say you have an addictive personality? I really don't know how to define that. Like, how do you define that? You kind of get fixated on something and you roll with it? Is it's that more like the dopamine release from an mm. activity. Yeah. If you enjoy that hit, then you sort of go all-in on that hit. Gone. I suppose that's probably me, to be honest. Like, when I was in the midst of it gaming, you kind of... But that's your sense of reward. Like, that's where you gain your sense sense of worth. And um, you're good at it at the time, aren't you? You know, like, you're addicted to things you're good at. Mm. Like, nobody wants to be addicted to something that they're poor at. And to be honest, like, back in the day, I excelled at gaming. Shameful as that is, like, right now. And it, actually, to be honest, that really isn't that shameful, like... Gaming's a whole world of its own, but in the gym, that's it was a, you know, I was accountable to myself, and I was good at that. I yeah. could I could make that promise with myself, and I could fulfil that. So just 
kept going, the momentum kept building, and um, yeah, I think it quickly sort of spirals into that direction. But which, yeah, as, as yeah. you said, like there's worse things to get addicted to, like yeah, drugs and alcohol and that sort of thing, cigarettes. Yeah, definitely not. But um, it, yeah, you know, like everyone has their vice. You know, like you just got to find your niche and find something you're good at, and mm. hopefully you make it stick. So if you hadn't succeeded in your career got your degree got into a good job do you reckon mm. you'd still be stuck in this spiral nah probably not no I'd hope not nah everything goes in phases I always believe like you just it's one of those things man like you might focus on on something and you kind of like pigeonhole yourself into that one sort of thing but I've, I've never had that perspective where you just like do the one thing and, and focus on it you gotta pay attention to your peripheries because you might see that sparkle at the yeah. corner of your eye and now, if you're too pigeonholed in the one thing, you might miss that. So, yeah, no, you just got to keep an open perspective on things. And even though I was right into, you know, training and, and whatnot, I still had other interests outside yeah, of that. definitely. Which you still got to, you know... Which is so important with any which, sort of addictive yeah, thing. Definitely. Like, you look at like anybody who's doing anything I don't know hypothetically a footy player or whatnot they don't just play footy they play golf and yeah. you know, they might play Fortnite or something like that you know so you just gotta nurture what you can and go from there yeah well, so I mean there's definitely no regrets on your end nah nah everything's worked out the way it should yeah I'm a big uh, big believer in the way that things pan out the way it should you know like if you put your energy into it and you kind of like believe in it yeah, you believe what you perceive what you believe as corny as that sounds. Is there like, anything where you look back at your journey with this yeah. and you're like, oh God, I can't believe I did that? Not really, to be honest. To be on- Yeah, to be honest with you, not really. Like, everything worked out the way it should. Yeah. Like, if I had to finish my degree when I did, I probably wouldn't be in the position I am. Or, you know, with everything with the gym, like we've spoke pretty pretty heavily about, it's taught me discipline and everything like that that goes along with it, even though it's context specific, you know, like you're, you're pigeonholed in the gym mm. and whatnot there's other lessons you take from like like habits and routines habits and routine exactly yeah habit forming is massive it's huge I'm a, like I'm very much routines man and I realise that and I just make it work for me and the discipline as well like it's not easy to go to the gym at one in the morning <laughs> and grind your body into the dust when you That's really true. don't feel That's... like it so yeah it's um, it, it, when I think of you as a person and after hearing this story I really understand the drive that you have now. Mm. And I think the gym played a big part in that self-efficacy. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. I mean, that was just an outlet, I suppose. It was an outlet, but it's taught Mm. you a real valuable skill to like push yourself and set long-term goals and... Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I think you just need a driver in that. And, you know, that sort of um, work ethic and drive manifests itself into different avenues as you get older and... You know, it's not to say that you know, I won't continue with it, but you know, I might use those skills that got me so far in training to you know, different areas. Yeah, which you have been doing. Yeah, which has been good. Like, yeah, it's just just one of those things. Yeah, you just dig into something you're interested in and keep going. So, I think at the moment now, like I'm, yeah, you know, my my life's taken unfolded the way it is, and um, yeah, you know, those lessons you learn when you're in that midst of what you're doing when you're younger, you just like with the gym and stuff like that. We're, I mean, I'm just using that as an example yeah, because yeah. we've talked about that. You use what helped you in that journey to help you in another. Just pick it up and, and shift it across. Nothing's ever solid. Never, nothing's ever concrete, you know. You can always change it as long as you're oh, open to it. 
fucking it. Where's Justin? Why, why am I speaking to the Dalai Lama right now? No, Dalai Lama. Jesus Christ, where's this coming yeah. from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, We've Dalai talked a Lama. lot of shit in our day, but yeah. oh, that was pretty deep. Oh, oh you're spot on. Look, you're absolutely but, spot on there. Yeah, it's just true, man. Like, you know, you think about it like... We touched on the gym and stuff like that, but before the gym, it used to be like, you know, things like music and guitar and... You know, I used to spend three hours in my room after after school every single day just learning how to play a G chord or something like that, you know? And I suppose that was my early addiction. Yeah. And then that went on to something else, that went on to something else. And right and now you're really else. into photography. I do. I, oh, photography sounds very pretentious. I don't really like that and word. And gym doesn't sound pretentious? The gym, no, nah, but the gym's something for myself though, you know? Like, yeah, like, you, don't, you don't do it for clout. If he did... Depends how you sort of... Um, I don't think photography's pretentious at all. I don't know, I just like I taking photos. I think it's photos. an art. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like, it it's an absolute talent. Yeah, I just like taking snapshots for keepsake because, like, to be honest, like nothing. This isn't going to last forever, you know. Like one day you're going to be. Now we've worked in aged care, man. Like we, we, we both know. <laughs> you know, one day with with Mate, this, some luck, yeah. we'll definitely get there. So this I just year has proved keepsake. that the world can fucking end. Yeah, it takes it puts things into perspective for sure, definitely. So. Yeah, it's been a crazy year. Like, pretty, pretty shocking to be honest. But now we're taking photos. Just like it, you know. If I like, if I like something, it catches my interest, or I'm hanging out with people I like, you know, friends and whatnot. I just yeah. want to capture that. But yeah, I suppose that's one of the things that sort of that little that little sparkle at the uh, edge of my eye. Squirt of dopamine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly case in point. Case in point. Oh. But um, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably like yeah good example of something that's kind of mm. taking a drift wow yeah thanks for sharing your story man like it's yeah i no actually th- going through uni i never really realized this other side to you so <laughs> it's, know, it's an interesting story and interesting perspective and it's so good to see yeah. it pan out the way that it has oh, i appreciate you taking the time to listen mate it's a bit of a ramble but um yeah, if you got something out of it then uh Oh, absolutely. Let's, Let's crank up another beer. The night is young. <laughs> Cheers.